I had an intervention. Because as crazy as it sounds, there was just no switch off. There's nothing wrong with staying up doing the thing that you love because, well, you love it, right? But, and my brain just felt like it had shut down. But ultimately, the expectations were from me. Hey, it's Izzy. Wherever you're listening from, whatever your situation, and whatever brought you here, I'm so, so grateful that you've invested your time in listening to positive content. I truly hope you gain some valuable insights from the episode. I had an intervention. It turns out you can push yourself far too much and burn out doing the thing that you love. Over the last few months, since January really, I have been pushing myself to do as much as I can, to get as far as I can, to up-level both in quantity and quality within what I'm doing as much as possible. And it left me ill, overtired, unmotivated and exhausted. Since January and moving into this new flat, I've been really pushing myself. I've been watching lots of Gary Vee and Stephen Bartlett and hearing how they say that you shouldn't have time off, you should hustle. And whilst I think that that there's nothing wrong with hustle, there's nothing wrong with staying up doing the thing that you love because, well, you love it, right? But... When, like me, you're working from home and the place that you're living in is both your film studio, it's your coaching practice, it's the place that you sleep, the place that you cook, the place that you work on projects, it can get overwhelming and can get a bit too much. So long story short, my brain has been like a computer in overdrive where the RAM is just not enough to keep up with the amount of tabs that are open. And I'm someone who has a lot of tabs open. Now, all of this overwork led to me getting ill a few weekends ago. Well, I was really feverish, going from being shaky cold and really shivery to feeling really, really hot and waking up sweating in the night. So I stayed in bed all day, but I worked because I had a really busy week ahead of me. And so within two days, my body was feeling back to normal. I felt, still felt really, really tired, but I had to press on. I had a talk in London. I had a full day of workshops and assemblies at a school. I had a four-hour training session for new facilitators for another organization that I work with and a whole bunch of coaching with some high-risk clients in between. Also working with clients in different time zones, meaning that I had to have coaching sessions at 8am, multiple days in a row. There was just no switch off. So I managed to make it through the week, managed to make it through all of my speaking engagements, through all of my coaching sessions and through all of my other responsibilities. But by the time it got to the weekend, I was feeling really run down and really tired. And my brain just felt like it had shut down. There was just too much and I didn't feel present. It was like there was a glaze over my eyes. It was like I wasn't enjoying things anymore. And that glaze over my eyes wasn't something that I've experienced since I had depression back in sixth form. And I knew that I wasn't depressed, but I knew that actually if I kept on going the way I was going than I would because I was so burnt out that I'd lost sight of why I was doing what I was doing. I was almost in survival mode of trying to keep up with a million to-do lists and a million expectations from other people. But ultimately, the expectations 
were from me. I was putting them on myself. So I gave myself an intervention. So that weekend, I was going back to my family's house for a family celebration. And I got home and I spoke to my mum and I said, Mum, I feel so burnt out. I don't even feel like I'm here. And she said, you need a day off. You see... They joke about how when you go self-employed, you no longer work nine to five. You get to work whenever you want to work, which means that you work 24-7. And it's a joke, but it's actually also true. And I work from Monday to Sunday. Some people like coaching during the week. Others like on the weekends. Some individuals can only do coaching in the morning. Others can only do it late at night. And so I'd been making myself available to everyone 24-7. And outside of coaching, outside of talks, outside of workshops, my time should be filled with podcasts, watching YouTube videos related to what I do so I can get inspiration, so I can learn new things. So using my time reading books, using my time going to the gym. And all of these extra things that are part of my hobby, part of this hobby that is now my job, meant that my brain was focusing on the same things 24-7. I didn't get a break. And because I'd been working so hard, because this had been happening so much, it took a few days of break to get me out of that. So over the weekend, I spent some really quality, wholesome time with family. Two days of eating far too much delicious food. Two days of laughing fully from my belly. Two days with only one coaching session with one of my rapid transformation clients. And when I left my family's at the end of the weekend on Sunday night to come back to my flat, I still felt exhausted. I still felt drained. I still had the same old glaze over my eyes. So I decided then and there, I need to make some steps. I need to look at how I'm feeling and how I need to be feeling to do my job to the best of my ability. Because as crazy as it sounds, I am my product. I am my service. With coaching... I'm the one coaching people with the talks and the workshops. No one else can do that because the reason why people hire me, the reason why people book me is because it's me for me. They see me on TikTok and they like what I have to say. They resonate with me. There's a million one other people who they could book, but they choose me. And so I need to take care of me. And this is the same with you. Your family might be blood related. Your friends you might have known for years. Your partner, you might have been together for years. You might be married, you might have kids, but people do whatever they want to do. And these people in your life have stuck around for you. You've stuck around for you. So you need to take time to be the best version of you because you are the most important person in your life. And if you are not well, if you are not healthy, if you are not motivated and excited... There is a very small amount that you can do for other people. Realize this. Everything we do is about relationships. Relationships with other people. Whatever job you're in, whatever business you run, you either run a service or you produce a product. If you produce a product, how do you get money? By selling your product. By people buying your product. If you're selling a service, how do you get money? By getting people to hire you. So whether your job, your career is service-based or product-based, it's all about relationships. 
You rely on other people. Your service, your product wouldn't exist if other people didn't exist. And the better you are with your staff, the better you are with your family, your customer, your children, the better you are with yourself, the better life seems and the more successful you are. So it all begins with you. It all begins with you taking care of you. If you want to be selfless, truly selfless, then you've got to first learn to be selfish. So, like me, have a look at your life before it gets out of hand, before you find yourself burnt out, ill, unhealthy, shouting at someone in your family. Look at your life and think, what strategies, what things could I implement to make me be a better person to be the best version of myself more often. Because you can say that it's willpower. You can say that it's responsibility and motivation and just a choice to be your best self. But actually choosing to be your best self takes a lot of effort. And if you install strategies, if you install behaviours, if you make the choice to implement strategies it will change your behavior when your behavior changes when you do things differently more consistently no rhyme intended then you'll create habits and the habits will be a new autopilot but the habits that you want the autopilots that you want you want to be the ones that are helping you become the best version of yourself in the long run not just the short term So you might think that being the best version of yourself is having your phone on all the time so that whenever your kids, whenever your manager, whenever your employees need you, you are there instantly. But if you are there all the time, if you don't have any boundaries, then you're going to get burnt out and people are going to expect the world from you. They're going to expect you to be there whenever they need them all the time. And that's not healthy. So take a page out of my book. Take a leaf out of my tree, whatever the expression is, and set up some boundaries. For me, I'm going to have two days off a week where I don't do any coaching. Coaching is intense. I'm giving my entire self, my entire experience, my entire knowledge base, my entire expertise of what I do every single day to someone else for a whole hour. And not only that, but I write out extensive summary notes so that the person I've been coaching, it's actually worthwhile, it's actually impactful, not just in the immediate aftermath, but a week later, a month later, even a year later, when they look back at those notes, they don't just see a weird summary of what we talked about, but not something they can actually apply or understand, but something they can look back on and review the strategies, really understand it, and apply it to the context that they're in. So they become their own coach. I want what I do now to be impactful in the long run. Because I don't want to be average. I want to be excellent. But if I want to be excellent, I need to be excellent with how I deal with myself and how I create my own boundaries. So, whew, I rambled on. But I'm making some changes. I've also realised that whilst I absolutely love this flat, I moved here so that I could up-level. I moved here so that I could literally just put my head down and work. And that's what I've been doing, and I'm so proud of myself. But I didn't realise that to do that, I need to have that time out. And I need to think about 
What can I do when I'm in having my downtime that's really going to set me up to be so focused when I need to be? And that's green spaces. I feel so calm and so grounded when I'm around trees and woodland. And where I'm living now, they don't have that. There are some places, but it would take me half an hour to get there and then half an hour back. And that would mean not really actually spending much time in the place itself. There's no parking, so I can't get a car. So I've decided that at the end of the six months of living here, I'm actually going to move. And yes, I have moved so much. I have moved so much. And I really thought that moving here was going to hopefully be my home for about two years. But sometimes we need to adapt. And I have no regrets of moving to this place. It's this warehousey sort of co- almost co-worky space that's really creative, really inspiring. And I absolutely love it. And I've always wanted to live in a space like this. But it served its purpose and I've had that experience. And now I know more about what I want. And that's what life is. We shouldn't look at our life and think, this isn't what I wanted. This hasn't worked out. And therefore, I'm so frustrated. We should think, I'm so glad I have more clarity on what I do want. I'm grateful for this feeling of burnout because it shed more light on what I actually need. And manifestation is just as much about finding out what you don't want as it is about finding out what you do want. Because when you know what you don't want, you know what you do want, right? Also, it's a mezzanine flat. So I have the downstairs, open plan, kitchen, lounge, workspace, and then I have some really beautiful spiral staircase upstairs onto this huge mezzanine floor with my bed and this chaise where I do all my filming. But that means that I have lights and tripods and all sorts right next to my bed, which doesn't mean that I can switch off as easily at night either. So I'm going to bed next to my filming equipment and waking up next to my filming equipment. Also, I have a cat and my cat likes to play at night, which means that sometimes she wakes me and my partner up in the night, which isn't ideal either. I've also become a lot closer with my partner and our relationship is going really well. And so I think when I move out at the end of May, we're going to be moving in together and I'm really excited about that. But he has a clothing brand, so he works entirely for himself and I have my coaching business. I have speaking engagements a lot of the time and I'm also creating my own business to go into schools and teach these mindset strategies to students. So we've both got a lot going on and we need more space where we can both actually have meetings at the same time and be in separate rooms rather than being in one space. So I'm very grateful for this move and how it's taught me what I actually need. So if you take anything from this video or podcast or audio experience, wherever you're listening or watching this, it's that I encourage you to sit down And look at your life, look at where maybe you're not doing as much as you should, but also when you're doing more than you should. Are you writing to-do lists that you never, ever finish, that you never, ever tick off? If you are, then I highly encourage you to write a to-do list. Get your journal and write down all of the things that you've achieved in the week. If you're feeling unproductive or feeling annoyed at yourself for not finishing your to-do list, then write down everything you've achieved, honestly. It's so simple, but so magical. And also, I often find myself 
where if I'm feeling burnt out and exhausted, I'll think, why? I haven't done that much. I haven't even finished my to-do list. Why am I feeling so tired? And then I'll follow my own advice and write a to-do list and realize that I should be way more tired. How am I still awake? Having done everything that I've done, I should be feeling way worse than this. And then I start to feel proud of myself. I start to feel productive. I give myself a break. I take some time off to do something that I love. And then I feel even more productive. I sleep better. I feel better in myself. I'm more confident. I'm more comfortable. I have a higher self-esteem. And these are just a few strategies. Oh, and one more thing. My partner and I have decided to take a spontaneous trip to Cornwall this weekend. So I live in Rugby, which is four and a half hours away from Cornwall. But we've booked a lovely little annex in Newquay and we're going to go and just have a break. I have booked off all coaching sessions, so it's literally going to be a work-free weekend. Mindset is a huge part of our life, so we're always talking about it in some capacity or another. But it doesn't have to be in the sense of a to-do list. It doesn't have to be in the sense of achieving something. We can enjoy what we love without trying to earn money or have some outcome as a result of it. We can just have a conversation. We can just enjoy life. We can be grateful. We can journal. We can take photos And we are probably going to vlog the trip. But we're going to take it easy. So, what are you going to do? Anyway, thank you for listening to me share my personal intervention. Is there an intervention that you should be making? And just a quick one, I would be so grateful if you could click that rating and give this a five star or even a review if you're feeling generous. Thank you so much. And all that's left to say is I appreciate you.